Blog Talk Radio. Corruption. Racism. Xenophobia. White supremacy. Healthcare protections hanging by a thread. Law enforcement encouraged to commit acts of brutality. Peaceful people being separated from their families. And at the helm, a man beholden to Russia who is so unhinged that his actions could actually lead us to nuclear war. Join Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Together we must stand against the destruction of this country and the ideals we hold dear. Before it's too late. From the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 646-716-9165. That is 646-716-9165. I'm still not used to the new number. You can also join us in the chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc., on the show thread at liberaldan.com. Today we're going to be talking about DACA and uh, the case in Utah with the nurse. Um, But first, as always, this week's headlines. Donald Trump has decided to piss everybody off during his presidency by cutting a deal with Chuck and Nancy, as he called them, to temporarily, excuse me, to temporarily present a debt ceiling crisis. Um, this has pissed off his own Treasury Secretary and several Republicans. Uh, no telling what is going on in the unhinged man's mind. In science news, one of our largest black holes ever could be hiding in a gas cloud. I'm sure there's a good fart joke there, but I just couldn't sniff it out. In health news, five nurses were suspended after admiring a dead guy's genitals. There is a reason why they call dead people stiffs. And in romance news, a woman on Tinder, on a Tinder date rather, got stuck in a window as she was trying to retrieve the poo that she had thrown out of the window because his toilet wouldn't flush and he, she didn't want him to see her unflushed poo in the toilet. I don't buy the story. I think that she was just trying to summon Mr. Hankey for a threesome. The fire department had to come to retrieve the woman as she dangled from the window. I guess it brings a whole new meaning to a fireman having to pull out the hose. And this was this week's headlines. So, lots of stuff to talk about today. I think I'll just start with um, the the scariness that is uh, the hurricane that is coming, hurricane um, that is coming towards Florida at the moment. If you are a listener in Florida, I hope you do whatever is best for you and your family, and that probably means getting out of Dodge. Um, this 
does, there doesn't seem to be a track at the moment that spares Florida the brunt of this storm, especially the Keys and in Miami Beach, Miami, West Palm Beach. Um, but I would imagine that places as far inland as even Orlando, I mean, you could see some major damage here, folks. I mean, this is this is a terrifying storm. If, if this storm were to happen to make a turn and and head towards New Orleans, I would be gone. There would be no way that I would be risking this. I've stayed in New Orleans for storms. I, it's, there are storms that I saw coming, and I was, you know what? This is either going to be a tropical, tropical storm or a Category 1 hurricane. It's probably okay to stay, and it, it, there's, there's really no reason to run away. In this case, no. This is, this is going to cause mass destruction, mass damage, and, and unfortunately, casualties, especially if people don't heed the warnings. Get a plan, prepare, and if need be, leave. There are plenty of corridors north. Go that way, and then go west if it looks like it's just going to go up the coast because this, this, there's no reason for loss of life to take place when there are many different ways to get out of an area. Um, again, some people of lower incomes, you know, the state should be providing some sort of public transportation uh, that should enable the ability to get people out of the areas quickly. This needs to start happening now. And if they're not doing it in Florida, somebody needs to start doing it now because this is, this is a terrifying storm, folks, and I'm not playing around. I don't want to be overly dramatic or anything about the whole thing. It's just simple. This storm will kill people, if it, especially if it crashes right into Florida. And there's going to be a lot of damage. A lot of people are going to be hurting um, financially and physically because of the damage that this storm can and will do. So please uh, protect yourself. Protect your families. Um, let's just go ahead and take the first uh, commercial break now. Um, so we'll go ahead and have a longer time period to talk about the Utah case. And then in the bottom half, bottom half of the hour, we'll talk about Donald Trump um, and DACA. So again, we'll take your calls, 646-716-9165. That's 646-716-9165. This is Liberal Day and Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do, but BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. 
BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. I am sick and tired of the propaganda in today's media. You know, we can't have a sane discussion about politics. Well, yes, you can, and it's on ROJS Radio Live with your girls, Monica RW, and Autumn S. I'm there every week when they discuss Michigan and national politics, job search, unemployment, and more from independent laugh, sanity-based point of view. So, tune in. ROJS Radio Live, Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. sharp here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to Liberal Band Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 646-716-9165. That is area code 646-716-9165. As always, after the first commercial break and for the first next few episodes still, I'm going to still remind everybody that the words of Redneck Wisdom Bit is not my words. It's not what I believe in. It's me mocking uh, conservatives, especially certain people who are white supremacists and who, who believe in, in, you know, European Americans need to stand up. Anyway, so it's, uh, the voice that I do is a bit of a redneck voice and reading their words. That is, unless I find some actual redneck clip that I can use that just far surpasses what I could ever do. Um, however, I do want to just reiterate, this is me imitating and mocking um, so this is not from that same website that I normally pull from. It's from a site that he links to. It's one of his more favored reading uh, options. The idea that a redneck, racist, white supremacist bigot might actually have preferred reading is shocking in and of itself. Their words, even more so. <laughs> And now, this week's words of redneck wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. The Christian Europeans have been completely routed by the liberals. They are fleeing the battlefield in disarray with a relentless enemy on their tail. Trump has volunteered to offer his services as a rear guard to cut down on the casualties. It ill behooves us to criticize anything he does, because whatever he does... It is more than anybody else has offered to do for the European people. If we had a non-satanic government, if liberals were not the pawns of Satan, we could write editorials and books in which we disagreed with Trump and told him he should do this rather than that. But this is war. Stop treating the rear guard as a failed general and commend him for his efforts. There can be no victory in rear guard actions but we can take advantage of them to go home, lick our wounds, and prepare for another assault on the enemy. Actually, in the case of modern Europeans, we have to say, prepare for a first assault, because they have not yet began to fight. You have just heard more words of redneck wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. So yeah, the um, 
apparently Trump is to be commended, according to these white supremacists, because he is basically putting himself in harm's way and allowing uh, white supremacists to retreat so they can fight another day. Such a good person Trump is. Anyway, so let's talk about Utah a bit. Um, If you haven't heard the case of what happened in Utah, there was an accident. And this this starts from the very beginning, not where most people hear about the story in the middle of the story. Let's start at the beginning of the story. There was a police chase that was taking place. Uh, Police officers were chasing some other suspect, some other person. That person crashed into this truck driver. The person who was fleeing the police died. Put. He was a suspect in something. I don't know exactly what, but he was a suspect in something. And police chased him in a car, and a car crash ensued. And it caused this person to have to go to the hospital. This person was a victim. He was unconscious and he was suffering from burn wounds. So the police come in and they're demanding a blood sample be drawn from the person who's unconscious. The nurse refuses to do so because under hospital policy, which she is supposed to follow as an employee of the hospital, and also under guidelines that are probably given by you know national nursing agencies as to when you should uh, draw blood for the police, Three things have to, one of three, three things have to happen. First thing that would have to happen, first option, the person can consent. If the person consents to having his drug blood drawn, then the, then the nurse is able to draw blood and give it to the police. The person was unconscious, therefore unable to give consent. Failed first test. Second test is the person has to be under arrest. That's it person has to be under arrest. Well, this person wasn't a suspect of a crime. This person was a victim of a crime. Therefore, no arrest could be made. Therefore, since they were, the person wasn't under arrest, the police couldn't ask them for that blood draw. They would not be giving the blood sample because there was no arrest. They failed the second test. Third test. Um, is the uh, warrant. The judge has to issue a warrant. So maybe the person is under arrest, but the judge decides that there's ample ability, there's ample reason or reasonable suspicion to draw this person's blood. Now, to get into a side note here, these are sometimes they have blood tests that are taken at DUI checkpoints. And if somebody fails, I guess, the field sobriety test, then the judge is able to give a warrant right then and there. To me, I don't think that should be good enough. But that's another topic. But anyway, so if a judge had given a warrant saying, look, you can draw his blood, then the nurse would have given the blood. But no warrant existed from a judge. Third test failed. So what does that mean? Now, these laws, you know, if you listen to the video and you watch the video in its whole entirety, um, the police officers, the supervisor of the person who actually detained this woman, 
um, was making the argument that she was interfering with the police investigation, that, that these were not the law, this was just hospital policy made by lawyers meant to get in the way of the law. But so what happened, what happened was, is that after putting hospital supervisors on speakerphone to allow the person who was the who was going to, who would be the arresting officer to hear why she would not be complying with his order. After a while, police officer had enough of it. He grabbed the woman. He pushed her against the wall. Eventually he cuffed her. He put her in the vehicle. Basically he detained her. And I think she was also, I don't know. I don't believe she was Mirandized, but she, she was detained and he said he was going to arrest her for obstruction of justice. Now, Here's the problem. In order to be detained, there are some Supreme Court guidelines to this. In order to be detained, you need to have some sort of reasonable suspicion that the person was going to be either involved in a crime or there's a public safety issue involved. So and I got into an argument with some conservative about this and it was a funny argument because of the fact that um, we only had just started talking and then like three minutes later, he already blocked me. Um, and I basically said to him the same thing. Supreme court rulings clearly state that police must reasonably believe that you're committing a crime in order to detain you. She was not, and therefore, there was no reason to think otherwise. Uh, Terry versus Ohio, uh, six, 1968. Hine v. North Carolina, 2014. Navarrete versus California, 2014. Police cannot just detain you at will, as some conservative was trying to tell me. Police need a reason. And if, in, in order to arrest you, police need probable cause to believe that you are committing a crime. Now, he was alleging that she was trying to interfere or impend, impede a police investigation, which I guess would be a crime if she was actually doing that, but she's not doing that. And even if he believed that she was doing that, other officers apparently told him not. So he grabs her, he puts cuffs on her, he pushes her against the wall, she's crying, screaming. Um, she gets put into the car, she just doesn't know what's going on, she doesn't know why she's being arrested, why he's doing that, why this guy is so angry. So what's, what's happening here? Why did this happen? Why was it so urgent to get the blood drawn of somebody who wasn't a suspect in a crime? That there was no reasonable suspicion to arrest him. There's no reasonable suspicion to detain him. The only reason that police were there and he was there was he, was, he needed to be taken to a hospital. He was unconscious. He needed medical attention. That's why he was there. But he was not detained by police. He was not arrested. He was not under arrest. He he was basically in the care of this woman who was basically a hero. And but at least the one big glaring question as to why they needed to draw this blood. Why was it important to draw this blood or to obtain a vial, uh, a sample of the blood that was drawn prior when he got to the hospital in the first place? And the 
this is pretty much a educated guess. It is not confirmed by anybody, but basically enough people have basically made a compelling argument, including I think I made a compelling argument when it first happened, that this is the reason why there's that whole problem with the whole thin blue line. You have, instead of good cops, you know, protecting, you know, other good cops, the thin blue line has turned into cops protecting bad cops, which makes those cops, they're protecting bad cops, bad cops as well. If you're chasing a car and the chase is basically unreasonable, there's no reason for it to happen at a high rate of speed. There's no reason for it to, to stop. You are basically causing a harm to the public. So if this guy gets injured or if the family of the person who is being chased decides that they want to sue for wrongful death, then the police officers and the police department could be on the hook to pay damages if it's shown that the police chase was not needed. So what do you do? You could prove that he is under the influence of some sort of intoxicating substance, mind-altering substance. You could throw a monkey wrench in any potential lawsuit from that person or from the family of the person who was fleeing the cops. Maybe put enough reasonable doubt into the minds to say, look, well, maybe it was this guy who caused the accident because he was high and or drunk. In reality, we know what happened. It's not what happened. But the police officers were trying to cover their own or their other police officers' butts, collective butts, when they were trying to get this blood drawn because they wanted to be able to prove that this person was intoxicated and therefore might have had some responsibility in the accident that took place. And that's a huge problem. And there are people who are still apologizing for it. And I don't understand those people at all. Those people are ridiculous. So anyway, let's go ahead and, um, uh, well, she's still, for a second, she's still going on and going on TV getting her 15 minutes of fame. And I say good, more power to her. I hope she sues the crap out of these police department. I hope she gets a lot of money. And I hope that police officer is eventually suspended and removed from the force. No pay. And hopefully arrested because the actions that he's taken have should be enough to cause him to be actually arrested instead of just removed from the force. And actually the Libertarian Party believes the sides with that idea that they should be he should be basically put under the jail because his behavior is reprehensible and not one not the behavior of somebody who believes in good government anyway let's go ahead and take the next commercial break uh, come back and take your calls so area code 646-716-9165 that's area code 646-716 9165. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right.
You're listening to Win Workers Independent News, a diversified media enterprises production. I'm Doug Cunningham. In ending DACA, Trump has broken the law. We're now going to court to defend the rights of all DACA recipients. Karen Tumlin, legal director at the National Immigration Law Center. Tumlin says that Trump's DACA action violates the Administrative Procedures Act and is also unconstitutional. We also charge that this move violates the Equal Protection Clause. Trump's decision to terminate the DACA program is preceded by a well-documented record of racial animus directed at Mexicans and Latinos. On January 25th, 2017, Trump said dreamers shouldn't be very worried because I have a big heart. Rusty Hicks, executive director of the Los Angeles County Federation of Labor, says with the termination of DACA, we've learned Trump's so-called big heart is cold. Unifor, Canada's biggest labor union, is very pleased that the Canadian government is demanding an end to anti-union right-to-work laws in the U.S. as NAFTA is renegotiated. Canada believes the U.S. and Mexico are lowering labor standards, giving them unfair trade advantages over Canada in NAFTA. Unifor President Jerry Diaz says these American anti-worker laws allow workers in unionized shops to stop paying dues, draining money away from unions. That paves the way for lower wages and reduced labor standards. Unifor says in NAFTA, Canada faces two major problems low Mexican wage rates, and these anti-union right-to-work laws in many U.S. states. Canada's NAFTA negotiators are also pressing Mexico on corporate-sanctioned fake unions and also wants the U.S. and Mexico to offer one-year paid family leave for workers, as Canada does. Unifor says weak labor standards in Mexico and the U.S. are costing Canada jobs. Another story for the Trump anti-worker file. The Economic Policy Institute says Trump's Justice Department is quietly dropping its appeal of a preliminary injunction against Obama's overtime rule, raising the overtime pay threshold. That made millions more workers eligible for overtime pay. EPI says by dropping its appeal, Trump's Justice Department is, quote, siding with business groups and state attorneys general who challenged the updated rule because they do not want millions of working people to earn overtime pay or spend more time with their families, end quote. Win is America's multimedia news voice for workers. We need to make more money. You know, what they're paying us, the greedy corporation, they just want to pay us what they want to pay us. And it's not right. We are sick of an economy and a democracy that are rigged against us. Support Win's worker news mission at workersindependentnews.com. You've been listening to Win Workers Independent News. For more information, visit workersindependentnews.com. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 646-716-9165. That's 646-716-9165. You can also chat in the chat room on Blog Talk Radio, or if you're listening to the live after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show page thread on liberaldan.com. Now, just want to talk a little bit about my uh, GoFundMe again. I've linked to it from the website, um, liberaldan.com. You can also, the individual show thread has a reminder to go to there. If you like what you hear on Liberal Dan Radio, you want me to help, want to help me expand it, 
I mean, if, if, if half my Twitter followers gave me 10 bucks, it would be amazing. That would be great. That would be awesome. That would really help me expand the show. Half my Twitter followers, 10 bucks, five bucks even would be wonderful. But I also have opportunities for, you know, help grow your business. I would like to have this show grow. Um, so I would love to see some, you know, either angel type investors or people who just want to support more liberal messaging going on there and think that I do a good show that I bring some humor aspects to it. Just, you know, buy some advertising, um, help me make this show better than it currently is. So, and you might have more bits like the upcoming bit that I will be at the moment playing at the bottom half of every hour, the hypocrite of the week. This week's hypocrite of the week is Donald Trump, who promised during the campaign to go after, quote, bad hombres, end quote, but instead is now going after the people who were protected under DACA, deferred action, because, you know, those people are the bad guys. Way to keep us safe, Donald. To find out who next week's hypocrite of the week will be, tune in to Liberal Dan Radio, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. There you go, Donald Trump, three weeks out of four, hypocrite of the week. Are you shocked? I'm not. And then basically, I mean, do you remember his speech? It was one of his, one of his first speeches, if not the first speech that he gave on the campaign trail where he pledged to get rid of the bad hombres. He was going to build a wall and, and protect us from all these bad hombres who were coming in and, and doing horrible bad things. And he took their jibs and raping and killing, thieving, all these things that bad hombres do. Sounds like a bad perfume. Bad hombre by Menon. Anyway, so what happened to that? What happened to protecting us from the... Barack Obama protected us more from the bad hombres than Donald Trump did, has, at least. And this elimination of the deferred action makes it worse. But Donald Trump, since the beginning of his administration, has been getting rid of the low-hanging fruit. When you have a situation here where, where people who were here, adults, people who came here as adults, in violation of a border policy, but who otherwise were doing things right, you know, checking in with INS, making sure they weren't committing any other crimes, you know, giving their names, so people knew where they lived. And they are basically being productive members of society. Donald Trump comes in, nope, we're going to throw them all out. And they start, throwing, they start going after low-hanging fruit, not the dangerous people that he claimed he was going to, quote, protect us from. But fathers, people who, you know, have American children, maybe even married to an American wife, People who are here, who want them to be here, who rely on their work. And what happens? Trump just walks by him. Oh, look, low-hanging fruit. Look. He doesn't want to be bothered to reach for the people that are hard to kick out. Meanwhile, President Obama, he clearly, he was called the deported chief by La Raza. He had a negative immigration rate from Mexico. 
So the idea that Trump is making us safe and as such making us great by this action in and of itself, by, by his previous actions, show him to be full of crap. But now, if you think those actions are bad, kicking out people who were here who may have violated our border policies but who are otherwise behaving, you're now kicking out people who were brought here as children. I'm not going as far as to say against their will, but they had no will to begin with. There was no decision-making process there. They didn't have the ability to make a decision. Their parents made decisions for them, and the decision that the parents made was to cross the border. So they're here. They didn't ask to be brought here, but they were here, and they've been in schools. They've been going to high school. They've been going to college. They've been trying to be productive members of society, and President Obama's deferred action helped them do that until Congress could get something done. Now, Congress, of course, refused to get something done, and so President Obama had to do what presidents have the ability to do, which is use deferred action, which is to have prosecutorial discretion. What does that mean? It means that if I'm a prosecutor, I have to make a decision as to which cases I'm going to prosecute. I'm going to pick the cases that are going to be more likely to result in a conviction and a more safe environment, a more safe community. Going after somebody who isn't here legally but is not causing anybody else any harm is a waste of resources where there are plenty of people who are here who are in violation of our border policy and who are bad people. President Obama proved this. He's deporting those people. Perhaps he maybe deported some other people too, but President Obama was much better at actually deporting bad hombres than Donald Trump will ever be. Why? Because he knew what the real problems were. He's not just listening to the sidelines to determine what actions he should... Anyway... So, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen with these people? They're, they're adults. They're young, young, young kids or adults who, well, some of them, you know, some people went out and, you know, I don't know if they were all, any of all of them were, were here and were qualified as DACA, but I'm, I'm assuming that at least some of their friends were DACA. And as such, uh, their other friends marched out of the school in protest. Good on them. But you know, you have a situation now where so Trump has basically given six months for Congress to do something, and in six months he'll actually take his action to undefer or whatever. So he's deferring his deferred action for six months. But after that, you know, these people could be screwed. And conservatives say stuff like, oh, they have could get immigration. They could just leave the country and get in line. Well, you know what? They shouldn't have to. They're not people who are showing themselves to be threats to our safety. These are people who pretty much consider themselves Americans to begin with in anything, everything but title. They want to live here. They want to grow up here. They want to make this area great. 
Trump really wanted to make America great, he would embrace these people instead of throwing them aside like refuse. It's ridiculous. It's terrible. So, Trump basically said he's going to revisit DACA if it can't be fixed in six months. What does that mean? Thing. Well, let's let's talk about the money first. Let's see, what is this going to cost money-wise? You have all these people have to pay, I think, five hundred dollars every year or something. Maybe every six months. All these people have to pay money to get this paperwork in so that there's an influx of money that's going to be lost. You get rid of all these people who are working because they're authorized to work. You're also getting rid of another income more. You know, you're going you're gonna to basically make these communities who have hired these DACA workers, they're going to lose, lose jobs. They're going to lose money. You're not going to lose tax revenue. You're going to money. It's going to cause everything to dip. I guess he is a dip. So he says he will revisit this issue with an exclamation point after six months from now. Will Congress deal with it? What Congress is probably going to do. Congress is probably going to say something like, "Okay, well, you know, we'll we'll grant these people a path to citizenship if they were brought here as." Um, children, but you also have to repeal Obamacare, or you have to build the wall, or you have to approve any of these other things that Democrats are never going to agree to. And I would urge Democrats to not fall for that crap. Make them look, make them prove that they're the bad guys if they do that. Don't sit there and say, oh, well, we have to make up our minds and we have to, we don't want to we don't want to hurt the DACA people, so we're going to let Obamacare die. No. Or we're, whatever the Republican tactic is going to be to attach subject to this bill to basically poison it. Don't let them get away with that. Make sure that you nail their asses to the walls and say, look, we're not going to fall for this. We're not going to allow you to bully us around. We're going to stand up against this these laws and we're going to force you to either to get the pure 50 votes or we're going to force you to come to the table with us and actually write a clean bill of legislation, a clean piece of legislation that doesn't include any other bells or whistles that will give Republicans the things that they want. So let's see what's, um, some of the things that Sessions, because Donald Trump couldn't even be bothered to make the endorsement himself. It was Jeff Sessions that did it. So DACA, Jeff Sessions said that DACA, DACA essentially provides legal status for recipients. No, it does not. It does not change their legal status. What it does, it says that we're going to not prioritize these people as people who are targets for deportation. It's never going to go for the harder to get, but more rewarding fruit. Any individual who has received deferred action is authorized by DHS to be present in the United States and therefore is considered by DHS um, to be lawfully present during the period deferred action has effect. U.S. Citizenship and Immigration website said, however, deferred action does not confer lawful status upon an individual 
nor does it excuse any previous or subsequent periods of unlawful presence. So clearly Sessions was wrong there. DACA provided, quote, unilateral executive amnesty. It did not not grant amnesty. It just put him back at the end of the line of people who was going to be targeted. And I don't understand why people don't get. Yeah, the Fifth Circuit, people will cheer the Fifth Circuit because they ruled against Obama. Well, the Fifth Circuit is one of the most conservative circuits in the country, and it is often wrong. By the, by the Supreme Court standards. So the Fifth Circuit, what they say really doesn't matter because it went to the Supreme Court and it was split 4-4. So there was no actual Supreme Court ruling on this, whether or not this is unconstitutional. But they should have prosecutorial discretion to do that, to say, okay, I'm going to go after these hard criminals and these people who are only technically criminals because their parents brought them here. I don't even think you can call them criminals. I have a hard time calling them criminals. I don't even think you can call them. Now, maybe the law says that they're here unlawfully, but to call them a criminal, be like if I robbed a bank with my kid and I put $1,000 in my kid's diaper, does that mean that my kid's now a crook because I took actions that put money in his diaper illegally? No. Children should not be held responsible for the unlawful actions of their parents, even when those children grow up and become all adults themselves, period. DACA, among things, contributed to a surge of minors at southern border that yielded terrible humanitarian consequences. This is something that PolitiFact uh, said it was a stretch, and it's rated mostly false. But this is not something that actually happened. Uh, Session says that DACA granted recipients participation in the social security program. Uh, most DACA recipients because of their young age would work for years before becoming eligible for social security. DACA alone does not make recipients eligible for social security or most other federal benefits. He claimed that DACA denied jobs to hundreds of thousands of Americans by allowing the same illegal aliens to take those jobs. Crap. They took their jobs. Declines of border crossings are almost entirely due to the leadership of President Trump. No. Uh, 800,000 DACA recipients are mostly adult. Uh, nope. Uh, there are 689,821 people currently protected by DACA. Of those, a large majority of are of the age of 18, and the average is 23.8. Lower, that's lower than the 787,580 people who were once approved for the program March of 2017. Um, those people did not renew their statuses. Probably best for the best they didn't renew their statuses because they knew if they renewed their statuses, their names would be in some book that or some database or whatever that the Trump could Trump could look up and say, okay, go after those people next. Pretty ridiculous. Anyway, let's go ahead and hit the last commercial break. Um, caller, I see that I have a caller on. I think you want to, want to push one. If you do have a question or a comment, um, I think that puts the hand up. But let me go take a commercial break real quick. Uh, taking your calls, 646-716-9165. That's area code 646-716-9165. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.
If you need legal representation or advice on issues such as family law, bankruptcy law, DWI, or other civil or criminal matters, you need hands-on legal advice from someone who will treat you as a priority and not just another number. So call the law office of Sherry I. Sandler at 504-528-9500. That's 504-528-9500. Or email sandlerlaw at cox.net. I trust Sherry with my legal needs. So should you. The preceding ad was an unpaid client endorsement. Do you like fun jewelry? Do you wish you could design jewelry that is designed just for you and that tells your story? Well, with Origami Owl, you can do just that. An Origami Owl jewelry bar is a fun way to get together with your friends, hang out, and design jewelry. There is no pressure to buy, but when you host a party, either in person or online, you have the opportunity to get deeply discounted jewelry based on what the friends you invite to the party purchase. If you would be interested in holding a party, either online or in person, go to cassiezcharms.origamiowl.com. That is C-A-S-S-I-E-Z charms.origamiowl.com and contact Cassie today. And welcome back to Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman uh, from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation at 646-716-9165. That's 646-716-9165. Just uh, speak to uh, the person on hold, and I'll bring him on in a second. Uh, we had, a, <laughs> had some interesting comments about uh, that, that I'm running ads on the uh, commercial. I'll bring him on now. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Um, do you want to make a comment about DACA first before we talk about, I want to talk about the ad thing a little bit, but uh, let's talk first about uh, um, DACA. If you wanted to make a comment about yeah. DACA. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't even understand the idea that this would be a politically smart move to take on. Uh, Cause for one, you're talking about children. So the images are already going to hurt you. And then the idea that you put in a process to where people basically sign up and you have all their information and then you backdoor them later. Uh, isn't that something that would push people towards staying in the shadows and thinking that, uh, you know, the best method is to always stay away from any type of paperwork. So yeah, this this is a ridiculous situation. Uh, crazy enough though, this may push Trump to either feign, uh, attempting to work with the Democrats or actually work with the Democrats to get his party to go along with him. Uh, but the, the question always becomes with him, is his bloodthirsty base that he's not giving any legislation, uh, will this benefit him to try to appease them by throwing them, you know, this? Because he's proven in the past that he'll do something uh, ridiculous if he thinks it'll, you know, keep that firewall that he has, uh, that low 30s uh, approval rating uh, intact. Oh, absolutely. And, and no, no, I believe that that's the, one of the main thoughts that came to my mind earlier, earlier today was just that you have this, you know, they, these people have given their names in to, to, to the authorities, basically saying, they're, they're, here's my information, I'm following the steps that you're telling me to follow, and now you're going to come in and backdoor and, and take them out? I mean, that's, that's what he did to those, those other illegal people, immigrants who are here in violation of a border policy that are adults, um, but who like might be married to somebody. Or, and there are people who have been deported who you know, were coming in just to fill in their annual paperwork or something like that. They come to fill in their fees. Oh, now you're going to get kicked out. That's really dirty. That is dirty pool right there. And, and that's ridiculous. And, and that is, you're right. That's going to force more people into the shadows. 
they're going to be less likely to less likely to contribute. The economic impact that they might have might be less might be a lot less than it currently is, um, simply because they're not going to want to be documented anymore. They're not going to want to have any paper trail that enables authorities to be led to them. So um, let's talk about the commercial thing for a second. Why don't you think I should have commercials on the show? No, no, you're fine with commercials on the show. I just wanted to mess with you and say pull yourself up by your bootstraps. That's all. I try to apply ridiculous right-wing talking points to anything just to show how flawed the concept is. But no. (laughs) Well, I would argue, if a conservative would make that argument, I would basically say, look, I'm trying to use a – a market-based approach where I'm, you know, trying to generate my own, you know, generate a revenue stream. But in actuality, most most of the commercials that I've run on run on the show currently, um, because I haven't got anybody to donate to the GoFundMe yet, um, is uh, like that last one with the origami owl. That's my wife. Um, another person is a friend of mine. So it's not, and that person had bought advertising a while ago, but I just kind of let them run still anyway until somebody else buys up their time. So. Basically, I'm just letting people get free advertising at the moment. So, but I'm not do, not doing a very good job of of lifting myself from those bootstraps. So, <laughs> sounds so, like good service, man. So, yeah, I you know I like to get back. But the um, you know, I do have. You're from Atlanta, right? Yeah. Are you a Falcons fan? Yeah, I could care less, man. I'm I'm Kaepernicking this year. All right, all right. That that's. Completely understandable. I, I, I totally understand. I mean, I got to pay attention at least somewhat just because of the fact that, you know, I have a fantasy football league that I have. I'm like undefeated for the last three years and I want to continue that streak going. But um, the uh, support, you know, no, no, I know, there's definitely good reasons to, to Kaepernick. Is, and that's a good, like, I like using that as a verb. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm. I don't know how there. the hell you won three years in a row without everybody else colluding. Usually, but I know it, 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 and last year we had 14 teams in the league. This year we only have 10, but this last year we had 14 teams and I just, I was just one after the other, just taking them down. And I think it was 13 and <laughs> two at the end of the year, like only had two losses. And this year, I mean, this might get boring for the people who don't like the sports or whatever. we, we did the, you've done fantasy before. Yeah. Yeah. I've done. All right. And have you done an auction draft before where you auction people instead of doing the snake draft? Okay, it has a new wrinkle, and like we 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 toyed around with the possibility of doing it last year when we didn't, but we chose to do it this year. And our league also uses individual defensive players, so we have to draft those players as well. Um, I got JJ Watt and Luke Keekley, and I can't believe I got both. And I'm sitting here going, I don't know how I lose. Just I, I'm gonna have to get really unlucky to lose because those my defensive individual defensive players may very well carry me throughout the entire season because those two are ridiculous. And I've had one on my team before and one with one of them, two of them, it's going to be crazy. So I don't know. I'm like, I was toying around with doing a fantasy football type show on the station as well. And like kind of expanding the, expanding the station to more than just politics and having other stuff as well. But that didn't come to fruition next year. Maybe next year. And maybe, you know, the NFL will become better with, you know, how they treat, you know, A, people with concussions and B, people who, you know, just take a knee during the during the national anthem, which they never used to come out during anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. 
Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, man. If you want to hit on something, that'd be cool. If not, uh, yeah, I'm just calling in, check on you, man. Good, you're still doing your show. Uh, need information out here. Uh, we're a very stupid country, uh, even in the information age. Uh, we yeah, seem we to are. either find bad information or choose to ignore uh, any type of exploration or critical thought right now. So this is who we are right now, and we got to kind of deal with it. Yeah, and I appreciate, you know, you're listening. Just, you know, retweet the show out, you know, share it among other friends if, you know, if you want them to listen to it as well. Um, you know, I used to always say back in the day, like, you know, that computers would eliminate the need of paper. And then I started working at a hospital and realized that the computer age has basically enabled us to be able to print more paper faster. So we, we yep. still haven't come anywhere near close to eliminating our paper usage. Same thing goes with, with information. You'd think that we would become in a more enlightened society because we have this quick, fast access to information. But the Internet also allows a whole lot of other people to put lots of very incorrect information online very quickly and very fast, too. And there's so much bad information out there that people just allow themselves to get fooled and don't bother fact-checking and just allow, you know, their, their predisposed biases towards what they believe to just accept the bad information they're seeing from the people that they normally agree with. So it's, it's, it's leading towards the, uh, the stupefaction of America. And, you know, I've, I've picked on the, you know, the idea of the food babe for her issues that she's done to this country. Like, you know, trying to get subway to remove a, a ingredient because it's also an ingredient used in something else that's not edible, like a yoga mat. And like she, she wants <laughs> I'm like, she also, she actually tweeted at, she tweeted at Doubletree one time complaining that the, their cookies contained propylene glycol, which is the antifreeze ingredient because there are, there is antifreeze that contains propylene glycol, even though propylene glycol is also allowed to be used as food additive. And so I responded back to both of them and I said, yes, and please stop serving your customers water as well, because water is also an antifreeze and that must make it bad. At which point, the food babe blocked. The food babe blocked me on the Twitter. Well, she at least blocked my Liberal Dan Radio Twitter account. I have other Twitter accounts that I could use if I want to see the drivel she's posting. But it's just that sort of thing, too, that's just like, oh, I need to be able to pronounce what I'm eating in order to make it good. You know, like, because complex chemical names of things make them automatically bad for you to eat. Um, you know, I might, I, I might, I, I might not have dated as many women as I have if uh, pronouncing if, if pronouncing names made it bad for you, for me to eat those. Eat, never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, man. It, it is what it is. I'm glad you're laying it out. And like right now, while you're doing this show, there's somebody on the other side of the country who's doing a show about flat Earth. So I mean, that tells <laughs> everything you need to know about us right now. But, uh, yeah, that's scary what you just said about that food lady. And just this whole thing about we don't want to hear from expert opinion. Nope. Right. I just Googled it. I'm the expert. Like, wait a minute. But right. you really don't have a background for that. How about we talk to somebody who knows? Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I, but I, and I really want a flat earther to come on the show one day. I really do. <laughs> because, because there's that theory that they have that, and it would have been perfect a few weeks ago. There was a theory that they have that, you know, the Earth is a disk and that the sun and the moon are really much closer than what they are. And that's why the entire Earth is illuminated at once, because the disk of the sun is basically like a flashlight 
it only shines on a small area of the planet at the time. And I was like, so what happens during an eclipse if they're both the same distance from the Earth and they're both the same size, then wouldn't they crash into each other? And I've never gotten a flat earther to be able to answer that question for me. And I really just want to ask that question. Just I want, I want to hear what it sounds like to hear just the gears in the brain just stop working and start fizzling and smoking. Because <laughs> although, although I, think I, know, I think I know what the answer from them would be. And you know what that answer would probably be is? No, they do your own research. In the pocket of big globes. No, no. Just do your own research. That's what he would tell globe. me. <laughs> oh yeah, they'll do that one too. Do your own research. All day. Because, you, I do, know, just... you know there was some reinforcement and talking points being given out during the eclipse, or when the eclipse was coming, because they had to, you know, get their back. And so, you know, whoever the top right. flat earther guys were, I'm sure they were dishing it out heavy. Give me some Absolutely. backup for Thanksgiving when I disrupt the whole family function by telling them about flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, thank you, man, for calling. Appreciate it. Could definitely call back again. I'll back, be back here again. I'm probably going to end the show a couple minutes early. So uh, have a good one. Thank you so much. And if, if I hope you, I hope you manage to stay dry if, if, if that stupid storm comes anywhere near up the coast. All right, have a good one. All right, so um, that's pretty much it. That was, that was fun. Anyway, let's uh, go ahead and end the show now. Uh, no reason to continue it. Um, please follow me at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Liberal Dan, LiberalDan.com. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right.